Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. Welcome back, everybody. Another fantastic episode of Simplify Jesus. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of the chronological study, the chronological series of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and um, hoping to shed some light on, on the things that are going on in the world. Uh, while the things that were recorded in the Bible are happening, and we're hoping to bring it to you in, in simple story because that's what we do. We simplify things around here, and we want to find out while we're doing this where Jesus is in it and what does this have to do with him, and show you where it points to him in just about everything we do. So, what are we talking about this week, Matt? Well, before we dive in too deep, I just want to say I am super excited about this because this is our 50th episode. Oh, that's right. Uh, of, of the Simplify Jesus podcast, which is super fun. Um, you know, we started this a little less than a year ago, uh, almost to the day. It's like like a week a week earlier than to the day. But anyway, just just wanted to throw that little milestone in there before we dive in too deep. But I almost forgot. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So where we left off last week, we talked about Noah's Ark and the flood. And so that all happened right around between 2000 and 3000 BC. A little ways after the flood happened, um, we have a story in the Bible called the Tower of Babel. Now, we don't know exactly uh, where this happened. Some people call it the Tower of Babylon. And so um, kind of assumed that geographically it's, it's around where Babylon is. But, you know, at that time there weren't any different languages, right? Everybody came from Noah and his three sons. They all spoke the same language and their wives spoke the same language. So as far as, you know, everybody on the earth uh, spoke the same way. And so as, as people moved around and stuff, you, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine going anywhere else in the world and people talking and being just like you are, but that's kind of how it was then. Well, so as people were migrating to the east uh, after the floods, people migrated that general direction. It says that they landed in a valley called Shiner uh, and they settled there. There were there's a large group of people that um, they ended up settling there. And that group, considered Babylonians, they decided, you know what, we're going to build a great tower. And their goal with that was to build a tower that went all the way to the heaven. Does the um, the the people that are coming from the east you're talking about are those descendants mm-hmm. of the three? Or yes. Okay, yeah. Those so are. these are these are guys that are. I'm not sure which of the three. Uh, or it could be it could be a mix. Um, hmm. But yeah. So these are descendants of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay. Do you know how many years are in between the the flood and this? It was a few generations. I do have. Okay. So my map says that the flood was it. 2348 BC mm-hmm. and then the Tower of Babel was at about 2200. So we're only talking about yeah. 148 years here. Yeah, which, you know, 148 years sounds like a long time jump until you realize we just jumped a thousand years. Uh, right. <laughs> when we went from Adam and Eve to Noah. Right. Um, yeah, so this is about 150 years later, probably um, a couple of generations of people. Um, there were probably... Uh, pretty big families when they got on the ark. Um, and so as it probably multiplied out pretty quick. Sure. Sure. Okay. The more, you know, that the more, you know, so the, the issue with this tower though, was not the fact that they wanted to build a tower. There's nothing wrong with that, but the purpose behind it 
was not just to do it, but to make it all about themselves. And, you know, one of the things that, um, yeah, I think it's sometimes kind of a tough quality about God for us to reconcile with is that he's a jealous God. Think of jealousy as, as wrong, right? It's one of the 10 commandments to not covet, but God, when we talk about his jealousy, it's more about the fact that everything comes from him. And so when we try to take the credit for ourselves, you give credit to somebody else, not a good thing. That's what they, what these guys were trying to do is they were trying to, um, they wanted to build this tower so that they could say, Hey, look at us, look at this cool thing we did. Right. And in reality, uh, we can't do anything without God. And so that's just not a good, not a good mix. So Mm -hmm. that was problem number one. Um, the other thing is that when they got off the ark, God's instructions to Noah and to his sons and all of their families was to go spread out and fill the earth. And so these guys said, eh, we don't really want to do that. We're going to land here, build a tower, and we're just going to stay here. They weren't interested in following God's instructions. And so uh, because of those two issues, God did a couple of things here to get them all spread back out and, uh, and make the world a little more like what we know it as today. A friend of mine just the other day, um, we got to talking about the the Tower of Babel and 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 the the way that things separated and the reason behind it. And she had an interesting theory. Uh, you know, she said we've we've built extremely tall skyscrapers today, and God's not tearing those down. You know, we've been to the moon. God didn't go thump and knock us back down to Earth and say, "Nope, you're getting too close to me." One of her theories is that maybe they were trying to figure out how to, or they were figuring out how to communicate with God in a way that he doesn't want us to know. So not only were they trying to reach him, which is impossible with a a building, um, but they were also trying to communicate with him and be almost equal to him. So... She says maybe that he spread them out and confused their languages to keep them from being able to communicate with him. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. That is an interesting way to look at it. I, I think the the common thing there that, that we see is the pride issue mm-hmm. of whatever they're like, whatever they were trying to do for sure, it was all based on Hey, look at me, look at how cool I am. Or, Hey, I'm bigger than whatever this is. So I'm going to go do it anyway. Um, and yeah, and, and that, that equivalency with God, I mean, that's what got Satan thrown out of heaven, right? Was when mm-hmm. he said, Hey, I can do this. I can, I can be God. And that's what got him thrown out. So, um, and that, that's ultimately what we're seeing here. And that's kind of a, a good cautionary tale for us to, uh, to check ourselves with that. That, that we don't let pride get in the way of our, of our spiritual life. Uh, it's like the old uh, saying pride, pride comes before the fall. Um, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very true. Not just in the, not just in the spiritual realm, uh, but, but in life in general, um, it's a uh, key to important to keep that pride in check. Sure. When we get haughty and prideful, um, that's when we just really start pushing people away. And yeah. And that's, that's when we, are not doing the things that God created us to do. Right. Exactly. Because life's not all about us. It's about loving God and loving people. That's it. That's what this life's supposed to be all all be about. Anytime we make it about ourselves and get in the way of that, it's uh, it's not a good thing. Right. Life's just not, it's not as good that way. As a result of all this, 
like like you mentioned, God uh, turned down the tower. He he spread them out like he told them to do. Right? He told them, "Hey, go fill up the earth." Um, so he said, "Fine, I'll spread you out." Um, and he confused their language. So confusing their language, of course, that just means he gave them different languages. But you know, like, like I mentioned before, if you think about it, up to this point, there's only been one language, which I kind of wonder what language that was. Hmm. Uh, yeah, in my head, it's always English, but English probably wasn't around yet. So whatever language it was, it was the only one there. And so uh, the Tower of Babel is then our origin point for all of the different languages that we see around the world. Um, and then God scattered all those people um, throughout the earth. And so we, we see the migration of people that he intended to happen anyway. Uh, after Noah's Ark, he, he wanted them to, to spread out and fill the earth. But something interesting that I noticed for the first time, just as we were studying, getting ready for this episode, is that there is actually a note in the genealogies that suggests that uh, this is when Pangea, uh, as, as we know, when all the continents were together, this is when they split apart. Um, Genesis 10.25 says, Eber had two sons. One was named Peleg. For during his days, the earth was divided. His brother was named Joktan. And so during his days, the earth was divided. That sure sounds a lot like um, this was when the, the continents were split potentially. And he would have, based on the genealogy and all that stuff, he would have been around during the Tower of Babel. Um, people lived a lot longer back then. And so generations overlap and whatnot. So there's a real chance that this is this all happened around the same time as Pangea when, when God split up the continents. Um, so we've even got a scientific reference in our genealogies. Sure. And that would explain, um, you know, even thousands of years later, the Native Americans on, mm-hmm. on America, right? The, uh, the Mayans in Central and South America, uh, um, all of these different um, tribes of people, if you will, that where'd they come from? Uh, you know, well, they all started there and then the, the continents drifted apart and they got stuck on their own island, essentially. Exactly. Right, right. And so, you know, while the, the Bible focuses on kind of the Middle East where Israel is, yeah, th- this is the point where all of those people were spread out. And so that's, yeah, it even makes sense. It makes sense from a, a language standpoint, right? The languages kind of all stayed together when they were spread out. But like you said, it explains how people got where they were, right? And how different cultures, different ethnicities, all of that stuff were grouped together so this is they were there and then and then the continent spread and and this is this is our biblical evidence that yeah this is probably it and there are i couldn't confirm this for sure but i know that uh, you know native americans they have old cave drawings of a great flood of some right. sort you know i i would venture to guess that just about every culture out there has a some kind of pictographs or um, some sort of history of a great flood and other events that took place in the Bible. But where'd they get it? Well, they were there. Right, right. Their culture goes back to the flood. And, and that's the kind of the one common event that all cultures would have because everybody started with Noah. Um, that's that's our common ancestor. You could say everybody starts with Adam and Eve, but mm-hmm. yeah, there, there was a reset point there. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so every every culture today would have experienced the Great Flood, and that would have been passed down through the generations. 
so yeah so so it's kind of cool to see and 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 you're right i have uh i have heard that many times before specifically with native american culture that that that's that's part of their history that's something that that they hold on to as part of their history yeah so it's it's really cool to see that and then and one of the things that yeah already you know very early on in this chronological look that i'm enjoying is seeing how yeah so so often science and history are seen as opposed to religion in general, Christianity, uh, and all that. And it's right there. It's right there in the middle of it. So. Yes, it is. So, so now we've got Pangea, which is, uh, I mean, that is a, that is extremely interesting. And I love that, um, we can go back and see, in fact, I was just talking to Colton, my son last night about Pangea, and he was mm-hmm. asking about how, the continents got to where they were and, and everything else. And I said, well, have you ever seen a map of Pangea? What's that? So I had fun showing him how they fit together like a puzzle piece. If you, if you really look at it mm-hmm. and uh, he was just blown away by that. Uh, so I love that we can tie all that together to the tower of Babylon, to the Bible, mm-hmm. to the creation of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all there. There's, there is an explanation. Um, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool to see that. And, and speaking of that, uh, the things that were going on uh, elsewhere in the world. So as I mentioned, this is this all primarily happened during that kind of the expansion era after the flood, right? When when the earth is filling up with people again. And so Noah's three sons, we have the different lineages. We talked a little bit about that last week with Shem, with kind of the, the Middle Eastern countries. That's the one we focus on in the Bible. Ham is more of the uh, African nations, and then Japheth is kind of the um, Europe and Asian uh, ethnicities and whatnot. But but that's the main thing going on during this time is is the expansion and filling in the map, so to speak, of of different people. And so we're not too far off from kind of the origin of uh, some of the oldest cultures that we talk about. You know, the the uh, cultures of Greece, um, the Indo-German tribes. Yeah, I would imagine that this is the Native American. A lot of the history starts right here, um, and so uh, this is this is that point where where different cultures, different ethnicities start to, um, I guess, make themselves make themselves known. That's fantastic. So we're still at a point where we've covered three chapters of Genesis, and we've already had three of the biggest events in the world, in history of the world, happen in these episodes. So even though they're some of the biggest, you know, the world is still new. It's still forming. It's still, uh, the people are still building. You know, we've got how many billions of people now uh, in the world? There, there <laughs> yeah. wasn't that many back then. But there's, this is the starting point. Um, mm-hmm. So after this episode, we get to really start looking at the map that we have that that kind of separates it all and really start looking at okay what what's going on in the middle east what's going on in in the asian countries what's going on in in europe and you know where do all these fall into place um so we've still got a few years of a break before that really happens i think we're looking at about another hundred years or so before we really start getting into a lot of more detail being built out yeah. in the world. So then how do we go from here? We're still 2000 years away from Jesus. How could this possibly point to him? 
You know, that's one of the interesting things. This is not a story that people typically think of as pointing to Jesus. And, um, you know, we included it because it's really, it's uh, it's an important story from a historical and uh, geographical perspective, I guess. But everything in the Bible uh, points to Christ. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to him. Everything in the New Testament points back. And so we see a couple of things that are really important principles that we learn about God through this story that point us to Christ and, and that, that Christ talked about. You know, one of the things is that uh, I mentioned earlier is that God's a jealous God. And so we see in Jesus' life that even though he was fully God and fully man, that he he modeled the way to have that interaction with God, right? It's not about, look at me, look at all the things I can do, look at how great I can be. Um, it, it was all about God first, right? It's that love God, love people mindset. And so um, he showed us how to love God well. And what we see in the Tower of Babel is how to not do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus showed us how to do it. Um, but but the other thing, and this is the, I think the the cool thing that we that we learn about this. You know, one of the things that Jesus taught consistently that we talk about a lot is that Jesus called us to love all people. Um, regardless of where they come from, regardless of their background, ethnicity, all of that kind of stuff. You know, when you think about, um, you know, all of the different, um, the, the hatred that, that has gone on in the world since, you know, about the beginning of time, uh, roughly, you know, and all the different things. One of the things that we see here is there is, is coming back to that common point. We talked about this a little bit last week, but, but we see it even more vividly here as people start to spread out that, um, you know, that all of us came from the same, from kind of that same point. And so you look at the, uh, how equal people were. Um, and, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say everybody treated everybody well and loved on each other and all that stuff. But, but there was nobody that was greater than the other. And so one of the cool things that we see through this time period is that we all did come from the same place. And so when Jesus talks about, hey, it doesn't matter what somebody's done. It doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter if they're from this country that you don't like or they believe differently than you. We're all equal. Well, it's true, right? Because we all came from the same place. And so the reason that Jesus gave these two commands, love God, love people is because, Hey, God is a jealous God and pride is not good for us. Pride, pride comes before the fall. And so the best thing we can do is to love God and lean into him. Um, and then loving people because we all come from the same place. There should never be, we should never have a place of pride where we believe we're better than somebody else. And so that's why the two greatest commandments are the two great commandments to love God and love people. Even today, there are so many different, apparently, genders. Um, there are so many different, everybody wants to be different in some way. Um, everybody wants to be noticed in some way. And we've got to remember our purpose, whether you know who God is or not, whether you know who Jesus is or not. We are very unique without needing to change our gender or without bullying people without i think you could even you know the like the 
the the workaholic you know side of it without yeah. you know putting in the most hours at the yeah. office without about you know being at every church event you know without you don't have to do all of these things you don't have um, to keep going to prove yourself to right. try to prove you don't, yourself you don't have for to your work keep trying to be good enough the problem i think comes when we all get so prideful we get so caught up in our own lives we get so caught up in ourselves that we don't notice other people around us. So those other people notice that and they want to be noticed. So they do all of these things to change their appearance or their personality or their, uh, or their, their, they have low self-confidence or, you know, low self-esteem. It is really about who you are and how God made you to be. And that's all that matters. Um, sure, we all have to work. We all have to earn a living. We all have to um, take care of our families. And sometimes other, some people work harder than others um, at different times of their lives. Or um, sometimes other people don't work enough, uh, can't make ends meet. Um, you know, those are, we, we should be helping those people those are the things that we should be doing to be loving God and loving people. Doing the things that he calls us to do. Not the things that we feel like we deserve or want to do. Even though there are so many different ethnicities and cultures. We, like, he was a, like you said, Matt, we all came from the same place. Um, we've just, I dare say, evolved in different ways. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and have gotten away from what it was like at the Tower of Babel when everybody was the same, when everybody was equal. But they also wanted to be equal to God. So he shut that down. So we should stop trying to be equal to God when we're prideful or when we're uh, trying to trying to be seen in, in whatever way that looks like. Yeah. Cause it isn't that, you know, the, the motivation, like you said, it's all about wanting to be seen, right. And wanting to stand out. And the truth is, I love, I love that. Uh, I love that you said it. Cause it's so true. Like we all came to the same origin point, but we're also all unique. We're, mm -hmm. we're unique. We're uniquely created. And so we don't have to, um, we don't have to be anything different than who we are to be who God made us to be. And that that's so important. And, and, you know, which, which two sides of the coin there is I don't need to be any different, right? I can, I can be who God made me to be um, without changing a thing. Also that's true for everybody else around me. It's real easy for, to, to point the finger and say, Oh, well, you should do this. You should do that. And, and, you know, constructive criticism, iron sharpens iron, all about that. But, but to not let it come from a place of pride where I'm better than somebody else mm -hmm. um, is, is huge. And, and we see that here. And, you know, and, and just to, you know, put it out there, I mean, that's how when we, when we look at what Jesus did for us uh, on the cross, that's how he sees us, right? That's he, he didn't say, well, 
I only came to save people that look like this, or I only came to save men and not women, or I only came to save uh, people who go to church every Sunday. No, he came to save everybody. He came to give everybody the opportunity to be saved. And, you know, it's really simple to accept that gift of salvation. Uh, essentially, you just got to say, hey, look, I've messed up. God, I've messed up. I know that I know that I've sinned. I know I've done things that I shouldn't have done. Maybe it's pride. Maybe pride is an issue for you. And say, so I know that I've done things. I know I've been prideful. But I believe that Jesus was your son, is your son, uh, that he came, died, and rose again. And so my faith is going to be in him. I'm going to commit my life to living uh, life for him now. And that's that's truly all it takes to be saved. And so if you've got any questions about that, you want some more information, um, please shoot us an, an email at info at simplifyjesus.com. Reach out to us on, um, well, anywhere. You can find us all over the place now. And uh, check it out. Let us know. We would love to get you more information on that, have that conversation with you. Ultimately, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. You know, we're going through this study to bring the Bible to life, to make it more approachable, plug it into history, show that the Bible is more than just a cool storybook. It's the real deal. And so, uh, but ultimately the reason we do it is because we want to show that everything points to Christ and it's all about him. And so, um, yeah, if you, if you have any questions, want any more information, we'd love to talk to you more about that. Yes, we would. Well, that's going to do it for today. Huh? I think, um, I think we are three big stories in and, uh, we're still in Genesis, but next week we're going to tackle a couple of episodes about Abraham and his journey with God and, and, and to look at how he became the father of all Israel. We're going to start seeing where the world really starts opening up in other areas from this point forward. So y'all be sure to check that out. And like Matt said, we're everywhere now. So go find us on Facebook at Simplify Jesus. Go find us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. We even have a Pinterest account now, don't we? We do. We, we do. do have Pinterest, even on LinkedIn. We're, In, we're like a business or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to make sure we can get heard and, and get y'all the information y'all want everywhere we can. So uh, find all of those at simplifyjesus.com. They'll give you the links. And um, we will see you guys next time. Yep. Yeah, see you guys. Appreciate you joining in.